Welcome to the UCM. We're your tour guides, Zan Peters and Joe Semino. And we're going to be taking you through our humble little museum's collection. The exhibits may or may not be real, but the stories sure are. Enjoy your visit today at the Uncanny County Museum. Well, Zan, it finally happened. Oh? After being an artist who worked with threading and stitching and repair, I myself have finally gotten stitches. Oh, wow. You got, uh, you're like a reverse velveteen rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I am just, I am so disappointed. Um, this is weirdly one of the second times this has happened to me in my life when it comes to awkwardly waiting in a waiting room in a doctor or an urgent care office. But mm-hmm. um, I stabbed myself cooking when I was cutting stuff, and it hurt Ouch. real, real bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm okay, by the way. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. But um, bleeding wasn't stopping, so I was like, well, I guess I got to go to urgent care and get <laughs> and figure out what to do because I don't, you know, I, I, as much as I would want to do, like, you know, soldier style, like, just get the gunpowder and light it on fire or some insane other way <laughs> because I don't, I don't want to spend money to be told they can't do anything. Um, I, you know went to the office to do what I had to do and I walk uh-huh. in there and I'm ble- I am bleeding. I want to paint a picture mm-hmm. here. I am bleeding. Mm-hmm. Not a lot but enough. So I have a like bundle of um uh like cotton like all the stuff you're supposed to clean a wound with. I have that on my like palm and right. it's wrapped around as tight as possible to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. And then I have a towel around me. Ah. So like a white dish towel and I walk into the urgent care office and you know the receptionist is like, "Oh, hi. How mm-hmm. what can we do for you?" and I'm like, uh, I'm bleeding, you know, and they're like, or like, what brings you in? Mm-hmm. And I have like my hand and like just this mm-hmm. insane, like I look insane. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm just I cut myself, I'm bleeding, and she's like, okay, laceration, and, she's like, and then like they take him all my information, and so I'm <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here like hand up, I'm bleeding, and I'm like having to go like, oh, here's my name, here's my information. What's your health insurance? Here's my health insurance. You know, I have to like do this, and then they're like yeah, spending yeah. like, and she's very nice, but she's spending time looking stuff mm. up and she's like mm, we can't find your health insurance like which which one is it and i'm like it's this and they're like mm-hmm. urgent care which one and i'm just i'm like freaking out because it, it hurts and it's like oh my god but at, all this is happening mm-hmm. i'm waiting awkwardly answering my questions and like motown is playing in this in this waiting room and it's just wow. like it's very good but it's also just like not what I would expect. It's like I'm like one of the only people in here. Music mm-hmm. is playing. I'm waiting to get somebody to check this out, hoping I don't bleed out. And I'm just like, wow. oh my god! And this is weirdly this is... the second time this has happened to me. <laughs> with the Motown, or not with the Motown? That's a first. I mean, the the, other... the, the, Mo, the Motown that does feel like very, uh, you know, you're you're bleeding yeah. listening to Motown. It feels very directed it's... by Quentin Tarantino. It does. Well, and it's like some of it was like remixed, so it's sampled, and it's just like oh. I can't wait to see you cry. Da, 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 do, ch- okay and it's like i'm like tapping my foot i'm like this is great but also i'm in distress i mean so is, it, it's it, is it all is it all old motown or are they playing anything a lot from of like uh gasms the new album by Smokey robinson 
Uh, maybe actually, I don't know. It might have been were, that to tell you. It you, sounded like Smokey Robinson, so okay. I don't know. Uh, but it was just, it was just wild. I mean, it was, it was great. But I was like, oh my god. Uh, so yeah, that happens, and then I ended up meeting with the doctor, and they were like, yeah, you need two stitches because it's not stopping, and it's like, oh god. And then the doctor's like, well, do you work with your hands? And I was like, yeah, I'm an artist. And he's like, ooh. Oh, you'll be fine. And I was like, okay. No, it was very chill, but it was just this funny like conversation of like, oh, are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm like, thankfully I'm right-handed because it's my left hand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, you know. Um, so That's yeah, your banjo it, hand, Joe. Well, I can't, I can't play guitar or anything. So wow. because I can't, because it like hurts if I stretch my hand. Oh my so, god. Hopefully it'll be fine in the future. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I've well, been a, right, right now. Right now you're. Now, now you you've become a Django Reinhardt. You know you love mm. music, and and now your your instrument hand is all messed up. It's the truth, yeah. And I'm, I mean, I mean, I I'm pretty sure he like burnt off like two fingers in a caravan fire. You, you sure? I believe it. If you tell yeah. me that, it sounds right. Well, yeah. like it's 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 so frustrating for sure. And I've had to be like right hand, like literally just use one hand for a lot of stuff for a bit. Um, yeah. But is it bad that like after that happened, I thought like back to the Jobo cop bit where it's like you can re- <laughs> we can rebuild him and just make it out of cardboard. For those who don't know, uh, I got really, really, really sick when I was in Italy and I had. Um, oh, God, I don't even remember. It was not, I think it might have been strep throat, but like to the point where like if I didn't go to the doctor, I probably would have died. And um, or at least it was it wasn't good. So I was mm-hmm. laying in bed in like comatose state for a while. And like. Mm-hmm. It was the running joke between Azan and our roommate David where they were going to build me out of cardboard again, a new body, because that's what I was working on. Um, mm-hmm. And it almost had to happen. It almost had yeah. to happen. Wow. I mean, yeah. I guess uh, Robot Hand, it's less RoboCop, more Luke Skywalker. There's, we're making a lot of references. This is a very Sorry, reference yeah. heavy. This is a reference heavy uh, uh, opener. Yeah. But I mean, it's one of those things where like, I don't know. Maybe it's it's the comforts of modern life, but but yeah. there's like very uh, suddenly when we do hurt ourselves, uh, you know. And if you if you're if you're in a position where you're uh, you're you're not doing that very often, you know, it's like what is your frame of reference for uh, seeing pain and blood? You know, like yeah, it's um it's something because I often yeah. forget, and I'm just yeah. like, oh yeah, this is awful. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, I've only gotten stitches twice. I don't really remember the first time because it happened when I was three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, I've, I've got I've been in the emergency room twice. Uh, huh. Once when I was three on Valentine's Day, uh, <laughs> I slipped, I guess, in the bathroom and hit my head uh, oh. on like uh the, like uh the the corner of the bathroom was like it, it wasn't like wood molding it was like tile uh Ooh. so just like my head Ooh. on like a, a corner made of ceramic Not uh, good. yeah that's that's what actually it, the the scar above one of my eyes that i i can't remember which one it is uh <laughs> but that is what that is from oh. uh but the funny thing about it is that so my my dad, who is a doctor and kind of, you know, unflappable in a lot of circumstances, like almost comedically, uh, he like called my mom and apparently was like, hey, good news. 
we don't need a babysitter for dinner tonight. Don't worry, Alexander's just in the hospital. Uh, you oh know, my God, I can like, see your dad saying that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, obviously, I guess, much to my dad's uh, disappointment, I guess they, they probably didn't get to their dinner reservations or whatever and, you know, had to spend the night with me in the hospital. Uh, they had to, like, swaddle me in a papoose, I guess, and, uh, like, and then, you know, some surgeon, you know, had to sew my head up. Uh, but, you know, I was, I, otherwise, uh, the only other time uh, was uh, my uh, appendectomy when I was 13, 10 years later, also on Valentine's Day. Weird. Weird that it happened yeah. twice on, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's why, like, my head's on a swivel uh, on Valentine's Day. Yeah. You're like, you're waiting. You're like, okay, what's gonna happen? It's the day you do nothing. Yeah. I I would be more cautious if something had happened to me at 23 because then it would have been a 10-year thing, like every oh, 10 no. years. Yeah. Then you would have been cursed. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, the only other... the I I thankfully have not... I've cut my hand with knives, uh, you know, cooking by accident. Okay, that makes me feel uh, less bad because that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I haven't needed stitches, but the last time that I, like, real... I, I, I had like a bad cut on my hands. It, I like a couple of days before I had successfully shocked a bunch of oysters without cutting my my hand open. And that's the thing that people uh, always talk about. It's like such a big thing in emergency rooms. People show up from trying to shock oysters. And I apparently was totally fine with that. But then just a few days later, like cut off like like not a ton, but like a good amount of like. Like basically, uh, the 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 like skin pad uh, at the tip of one of my fingers. Oh like, yeah, and it was Been also there. like s- similar, I think, to your thing where it's like the cut happens, and they're like, "Oh, maybe I'm fine," and then <laughs> yeah. the blood starts. Yep, yep. It's literally like an anime where they slice and they're like, "Haha, I'm good," and you split apart, and it's just like, "Oh god, yep, I yep. hate it." Not fun. Well. Mm-hmm. I, I do wonder, though, because this is going to be kind of a, you know, relaxed tour. We're going to have some fun mm-hmm. here. But I have no idea what we're talking about. I am actually, and not in an unprepared way. Yeah. In a, Zan has kept this a secret from me. And my <laughs> my first question, not that this is a question-asking type situation, uh, is, does, does this have anything to do with what we're going to talk about? Because if there's a tie-in, I think it'll be very funny. Uh, I mean, I wish, I wish there was a... Uh... I wish there was a good uh, tie-in here, other than maybe curse, unless you consider mercury poisoning a curse. (laughs) I mean, in a way, it kind of is. The ironic Mm -hmm. factor was us talking about curses, and then, like, not even 40 minutes later, I cut myself. So... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Coincidence? uh, I don't know. (laughs) Coincidence? I mean, the... If we want to talk about blunders... Uh, maybe let's talk about a global blunder. That is uh, World War II. <laughs> uh, that well, is the best. M- oh my God. M- okay, more yeah. uh, more on, on the part of Germany. I want to be very clear. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Not, Nazism was, was definitely a blunder. Y- yes. M- yes. So what I wanted to talk about today, uh, we are returning to uh, the Tampa Triangle dead zone. Uh, mm. By Cap 
Captain uh, Bill Miller. Um, oh, and oh, Captain. To, we are going to talk about the secret of the sunken Nazi U-boat 166. Okay. Mm-hmm. Inter- interesting. I interesting am, I am intrigued. <laughs> so, um, this is a, uh, this, this is a very interesting, uh, story, uh, that, uh, it, this, this is going to be one of those times when we are certainly, we're, we're going to be talking about more urban legend, which is something that I think is also fun here at the Uncanny yeah. Museum. Uh, and we get to play in the creative space. We get to see what happens, uh, you know, if anyone gets to sort of tell their story. And uh, maybe we can learn something else. Maybe there's something bigger than history, you know, mm. going on here. Okay. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Our story be- it really, you know, uh, kicks off with some of uh, Captain Bill Miller's research. So Captain Bill Miller's research uh, begins with an article that he finds from 1971 that says, Poison-laden sub endangered area. Um, So basically in the 70s, all of these rumors start swirling around Tampa Bay that there is a sunken German U-boat off like very close by uh, in, uh, you know, uh, maybe like 25 to 50 feet of water uh, off the coast of Tampa Bay. Uh, And uh, this boat, uh, everyone is sort of eager to see if they can get out there and salvage it. But people are wondering how the heck did it get there? Uh, Because this is, we don't typically think of uh, the, any anything that close to uh the the homeland in World War II, right? Yeah. Like there's the stories about like the Japanese, you know, kind of parked off the coast of um uh California. There was a lot of that stuff that kind of turned out to be more mass hysteria than anything else, but yeah. uh you know, this is this is something purporting that uh, you know, something fairly close to Tampa Bay, the, the, there were, there was a German U-boat, uh, you, you know, know, uh, like they ve- found, very close they by. found this or it yes. was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, basically some stories coming out of a, uh, salvage, uh, company, a Marine salvage, uh, company that says that they have located uh, a sunken U-boat. It is a model IXC-type submarine. Um, Mm. And uh, the the company in question is Marine Teleresources. Uh, It is a uh, commercial salvage uh, operation uh, out of the Bahamas. Uh, And the... uh, The guy at sort of the head at this, uh, the head of this is the president of Marine Teleresources Limited, Jack Gaddy. Um, he is a uh, former uh, scuba diver uh, and has sort of turned into a uh, treasure salvager. Okay, yeah, that seems like an obvious career path. Yeah, I mean, well, scuba diving is one of those hobbies where, I mean, again, not to make another reference, but I feel like everyone's like, how do I make money off of this? You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> like we gotta be making money. No, I mean it's it's true. You have to invest in all that gear, and you might die. So, <laughs> I mean, is that is that is that how you how you picture scuba divers? Did I ever tell you I really wanted to be a, like I wanted to try scuba diving when I was like ten? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but it's very difficult to do out here because it's not only expensive, the ocean's like an hour away, so it's not exactly efficient. Mm. But uh, yeah. you didn't you scuba dive? Or uh, yeah, did you just I, snorkel? I can't remember. No, I actually used to be uh, scuba certified. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love that. <laughs> I am for, forklift safety certified. Yes. No, I wish. Um, oh, no, so I... I don't know what this says about my upbringing or whatever, but my, my parents would actually, you know, it, it was a big thing that I would learn how to scuba dive because my parents were sailors and scuba diving was like a, a big part of their, their pre child life. Uh, and it hmm. was really important to them that I learn how to scuba dive. Uh, so there was, a, there was a period of time where I was, <laughs> I was intensely learning how I had to learn all of these like charts that I've now forgotten about like how to track how much nitrogen is in your blood and oh my god like, it, yeah That's so cool you know, yeah yeah so I I actually did quite a bit of diving uh in my mm. like uh in my teenage years um since then not so much I right. lived in Montana uh <laughs> you've abandoned the water you've abandoned yes. it until it calls you back uh it's so funny mm-hmm. sometimes, and not, I do not mean to derail you, but it does always feel mm-hmm. like, like I feel like when you described your teenage years growing up by the water in Florida, it sounds like a coming of age novel, like something mm-hmm. that would be written specifically to read by the beach. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something to ponder on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, I I feel like if I, if maybe something slightly more dramatic had happened to me as a child, because it all sounds very cool, but I, I have to remind people, I was very much an indoor child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in you're an inside ways. cat, just like myself. I understand. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is also kind of everyone, secretly, I think, this is every scuba diver's dream to sort of stumble on something like this. A German U-boat. <laughs> No, I get what you mean, though. It's like it's like you're you know you're, you're diving, and all of a sudden it's like it's the lost city of Atlantis, or it's actually a pearl necklace, or I don't know, right? You know, right. Something. Well, there's there's like um you know a lot of this is weird to say, but a lot of um shipwrecks are kind of um already tourist attractions in a lot of the scuba diving world. Now we're not talking about like the Titanic because. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Not anymore. Um, not anymore at least. Um but like there's um there's a lot of things especially uh down in the keys uh and yeah where they make you know really great artificial reefs. So there's kind hmm. of these these hot spots where you know you can dive and you'll see a ton of uh biodiversity all kind of in in one place. And these are all in relatively shallow water as well. Um, so you, uh, you know, you've, you've got, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, uh, some occasionally you'll see like a historic ship and it's got that, Ooh, factor, you know, like, Oh, what happened to the, to the captain? Uh, mm. you know, or like, you know, if you go to see the one intact 
porthole, you might see the ghost of the bearded captain in the window. But a lot of times, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, no, this was like a decommissioned uh, tanker uh, from the 50s and they sunk it uh, there on purpose in the 70s to uh, make an artificial reef, you know. It's uh, Ah, so so a little (laughs) less intrigue, you know. Right. Yeah, you know. Uh, like, oh, th- this ship had indoor plumbing, you know. <laughs> and it was haunted! And it is haunted! You know, 70s, spooky! Yeah. yeah. Insane um, gas but, prices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, what is happening with, with Gaddy, speaking of the 70s, is, right. um, Gaddy claims that he has found the boat by researching records from World War II um that uh that the government has kept um and one of them uh is numbered U166 and if the record is to be believed uh it is very near Egmont Key uh which again very close by here uh in Tampa Bay um one thing that Gaddy is particularly interested in with this sub what uh you know what what sort of got the headline of the newspapers uh you know the poison laden sub is gaddy believes that there are 200 tons of mercury on board this u-boat aha uh-huh. yes why um i i i guess they were they were transporting emperor chin uh <laughs> Um, okay i'm 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 joking there uh but so um so uh he 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 believes based on this on these records uh that this type of boat um Mm -hmm. was using a special type of ballast system uh so you know boats because right especially with a submarine you need ballast and you also need it to sort of steer to be able to like pitch and dive uh when you're underwater um so uh he is under the impression that the germans were using um this experimental system where basically they had like almost hydraulics but it was all mercury um, that you could put more mercury in the bow and that'll make it front heavy and the boat will dive. Uh, and then you can level it off and the boat will straighten out. Uh, okay. He believes that he can salvage this wreck uh, and he can get a $1.5 million from it. So this is back in 70s money. Okay, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It still seems like a lot of work to to get. It seems like yeah, a lot of work and I feel mm-hmm. like there are other ways to earn mm-hmm. that aren't based in that. But I don't know, you know. Yes. We all got a dream, I guess. Yes. Now, needless to say, uh naval historians were a little um the word Mil- Captain Miller says is confused by Gaddy's discovery of the sub because, quote, U.S. Navy records, you know, the man, indicate <laughs> that the German submarine U-166 was sunk off Louisiana on August 1st, 1942. Aha. Gaddy is claiming that the one that he has 
found is U-166, and that is the one off Egmont Key. Now, as anybody else but Gaddy seeing this or, like, backing him up? So just you wait. Okay, all right. I don't want to get mm-hmm. ahead of us here. Yes. So um, Gaddy is coming forward saying, no, no, no. That uh, U-boat that was sunk by the U.S. is now all the way over here. And um, people are asking, well, if it was sunk off the coast of Louisiana, how did it, did it get off the coast of Tampa? And Gaddy is sort of, uh, there, there are a couple of theories that are put forward. Um, one is sort of a uh, Flying Dutchman type scenario that the mm. sub was uh, damaged, but still had the air pocket in it. So it just sort of was adrift and eventually just hit the shallow waters uh, of the, uh, the, the Florida continental shelf. Um, okay. And- so so everybody on board is is out of commission is dead uh but the sub just sort of ran aground um if, uh, after drifting uh in the water column for a while the other is that the sub quote played possum and pretended to be sunken made it a little uh further away from louisiana uh before uh before sinking for real uh off the coast of tampa that seems not likely but yeah, but <laughs> it's like say, I don't but, know. I mean, they're well, well, we'll just see. We'll, we'll get into this. I'm story. sorry because both of these are a little like mm-hmm. yeah. So there's um there's quite a bit of hubbub about this. You know, so this is the 70s. The EPA has just been created. Um and there's uh there's quite a lot going on here. First off of other salvagers trying to jump the claim because they want to recover the mercury for themselves. Right, and suddenly uh, it's like every- national treasure. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> jonesing for this mercury. Uh, and But the EPA uh, is apparently stepping in and saying, wait a second. So this is a sub that potentially is underwater uh, with a huge pocket of air and also full of mercury. Uh, if this thing... Uh, you know, explodes in any way or uh, is damaged in the process of salvaging it, you would literally poison uh, like the the entire eastern fishing industry. Uh, it's even sort of remarked upon uh, that this would be like sort of ironically the, the most devastating blow that Hitler would ever have uh, uh, dealt to the U.S. Uh, is is essentially poisoning Atlantic seafood, which I guess the Germans wouldn't necessarily have wanted either. But... No, because they would also be eating that. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, it would be kind of, huh? Yeah, I mean, huh. <laughs> who would who would do some sort of tactical attack where you would poison <laughs> a, a body of water? I know would do something so stupid um yeah i mean this is kind of this is kind of one of those interesting things also like because i don't think we ever really talk about uh the germans getting this close to us either uh it's even interesting that the that the navy is saying oh yeah well there was one off the coast of louisiana um 
You know, but that's even like it's like whoa they were in the gulf of mexico yeah no it was like a legitimate threat for a bit because even um and i visited some of these places too but like oh, on wow. the east coast like for uh delaware in particular because it's right on a like the way delaware is positioned there's um yeah a strip of islands that's like it is so thin right because they have oh. a huge bay but there's a strip of land out of the bay that connects even to like jersey and stuff right there or i guess it's divided mm-hmm. by the river um yeah. and that's all beach but what they did, the military has a few bases there, or they're like decommissioned, but they were done in World War II where they had a bunch of bunkers like placed down the strips of Delaware and, and all across the East Coast. And they would keep um, batteries, like the, uh, the they have a name and I'm forgetting them and I should know this, but they're artillery batteries. So basically it's cannons oh. positioned off the coast and even watchtowers and bunkers and other things. So if there is a U-boat, they can call it in and basically shoot it. And there were mm-hmm. like people who were stationed there during World War II and onward. So mm-hmm. there were it was like a threat. Like U-boats coming into the to the East Coast, New York area, like down south, and then even into the Gulf was a like a legitimate issue. And I do know that um I think they were spotted a lot in Mexico. That was like a thing. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Somebody's gotta correct me. But um uh-huh. I'm pretty sure like they've been spotted, but I don't think anything was ever like like mm-hmm. I don't know of any like no one ever engaged. Attacks. Yeah, because no I think it was like they never crossed the threshold, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, it's possible, but I feel like yeah. that's something that would be documented in a Navy accordance because if you have these, you know, they, mm-hmm. they were managing, the U.S. was managing their coast, especially before they enter the war. So yeah. it's like if, if they have to fire something, you know, they're writing it down because mm-hmm. it's a business expense. So yeah. it's like, it's weird how, or, you know, you, you, the military is one of those things where I feel like a lot of people don't take it, like they don't understand that it is like a business. And that means mm-hmm. that no matter what is fired, like everything has to be accounted for. Unless yeah. they, you know, lie, but it's one of those kind mm-hmm. of situations. So anyway, it's very interesting, but um, yeah. I can huh. see that like happening, but it's not, again, it's like we went there and most of the fighting was in Europe. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, the Germans were doing a lot of U-boats, like kind of, you know, stealth missions. But I feel like once the war yeah, turned, or, then it became or, or like, like, all right, home time. Or what's that? What's that movie? Uh, Greyhound, uh, you know, like like that type of thing, like merchant marines trying to get, oh, you yeah. know, a convoy to Europe and like, yeah, mid, mid-Atlantic difficult. type battles. Well, yeah, because they were used. They surrounded Britain. So it was more like any travel in and out was really difficult. So when you think of U-boat threats, it's more like off the Atlantic, the Baltic Sea. Like it wasn't even like down in the Mediterranean. It wasn't really like a go to the coast of the U.S. Because it's also just like a waste of resources. Like why would you want Mm -hmm. them out there? So maybe for like recon, but you can't really surface. So 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 there's there's quite a bit put forward in this book. Um, When I look up, u-boat 166 uh on wikipedia yeah which is i i really hated like having to break the uh the spell of this book yeah and also it's wikipedia so who knows right but u166 is uh reportedly uh you know went down in uh 1942 uh off the coast of uh louisiana um after it opened fired on uh not a good look but the SS Robert E Lee uh Ooh. which was being escorted by the US Navy oh, uh, uh uh PC461 class submarine uh uh PC566 uh so uh that is the official story at least the one that is on Wikipedia you know right 
Yeah. Um, so there's, there's quite a, there's quite a bit that goes into the story that, uh, that Miller, uh, wants to sort of stir up. He's saying right. that, you know, this, uh, that this story is, is actually much deeper that, you know, uh, that actually this, uh, is actually a submarine that went down in 41, that the U S was not yet in the war. Uh, and was actually neutral, uh, and that Nazi submarines would go up the Mississippi River to get refueled and get supplies, uh, uh, buying them from uh, the neutral United States. This is interesting. Yeah, that's, I mean... It's it's also like sort of this this whole idea of trying to trying to find some other sort of intrigue uh, about this uh, whole incident. Miller is basically claiming that uh, all of the investigation uh, into this was really uh, just just coming down to denial that the submarine was there, that, um, you know, even though there's all these divers and people that say that I know I, I, I saw it down there, you know. Yeah, I saw I saw uh, the long way, you know, I saw the U-boat, saw the U-boat down there. Uh, <laughs> not, yeah, I know. The black eyes. <laughs> And uh, the, the Navy is just <laughs> denying that it is that it is there at all. Right. So uh, the, the story in the boat, though, that they're going for is that the uh, the U-166 uh, had been converted into laying mines uh, in the Gulf of Mexico. Specifically, it was on this like top secret mission to um, kind of uh destroy and plug up uh Tampa's uh sort of ship birthing uh industry that was there um that you know the US was uh constructing more uh more ships for the navy especially in the Tampa shipyards uh and I do know a little bit about this just from growing up uh we so so I grew up uh, not like on the Gulf Coast, but what's called the intercoastal, where there's like there's there's barri- thin barrier islands out in the Gulf, or uh, right right between Florida and the Gulf. And I lived like uh, on on the uh, on the water in between the in between these islands and the uh, Gulf of Mexico. Uh, okay, so. A lot of that is really shallow water, but at least the things that I would hear growing up is that, oh, yeah, well, all this stuff was dug out to be navigable during World War II because they wanted to get uh, the big ships through here. Um, and, hmm. you know, that that's what made all of the little spoil islands out in the middle of uh, of the intercoastal, just these like little humps of sand that have nothing on them except like one or two trees. It's all just sand that was dug out to make the shipping lanes interesting yeah so i i I know a little bit about this but um you know the you know tampa was a really important port uh and also a a, and and a shipyard so there was this kind of uh industry going on there what miller is suggesting is that u-166 uh was specifically going to uh lay mines in Tampa Bay to not only destroy and 
uh, boats and kill sailors, but then, you know, uh, delay the whole process of launching ships because they could then uh, clog up Tampa Bay uh, because it, uh, you know, where the where the Sunshine Skyway is now is kind of the only way out of Tampa Bay. And if you clogged that up, uh, you wouldn't yeah. be able to launch anything. It would t- it would take months right. to uh, to to dig it back out. Okay, but this is very intriguing. But I'm gonna go big if true. Big if true, indeed. So uh, <laughs> there there's supposedly all of these inquiries into the government, the Navy, the, the Pentagon. Everybody's clamping down on this, saying you know it's not even there. There's a quote curtain of denial around the whole thing. Uh, mm. Gaddy even ends up uh, recanting what he said uh, about there being uh, a uh, um, uh, the submarine there. Uh, they reach out. There, there's even some uh, people that are trying to reach out to Germany uh, about it. And Germany is saying, if there is a U-boat there, one, do not disturb it because that is, you know, uh, that that is a that is now a grave site for soldiers, uh, you know, as as are most sunken ships. Uh, and also uh, they're this type of ship would not have any mercury in it except for the mercury used in navigation tools, which is not 200 tons, but no, maybe, maybe a couple of pounds. Yeah. I'm still not a hundred. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think we're ever going to get clarity on this, but I really don't. I'm not a hundred percent clear on like why there'd even be that much mercury. Like, like even the idea Mm -hmm. of it when they're like, yeah, the hydraulics to push down. I'm like, but that exists like in a more efficient way. <laughs> also, like, so be, why? It, it would be, it, and the book even points this out. It would be so expensive yeah. to get that much mercury. It would be more expensive than just building more submarines. Y- yeah, exactly. And they had other stuff going on, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, no, I, that's a little intense and weird, but, uh, yeah. Hey, okay. so, Strange. um, yeah, very strange indeed. So Miller kind of hits a dead end with Gaddy. Uh, so, but he is the, as he is sort of inquiring about it, he gets pointed in the direction of uh, this guy named Jim Hall. Now, Jim Hall is a uh, is a diver, um, and also <clears throat> does salvage marine salvage work. Um, and he gets to talk to uh, uh, Captain Miller. Gets to talk to uh, Jim Hall. And Jim Hall presents a bit of a different story to the official story on the submarine. Hall makes the very bold claim that not only is the uh, sub there, but he has been on it. Oh. Um, That in 58, he, uh, he went down in like, like a sponge diver suit. Like, w- like with a big helmet on, you know. Is that like the one with the? They have the like hose attached to you, and you like walk yes. on the bottom. Oh, yes. okay. I didn't know yeah. that's what it was called, huh? Yeah, like you very early, not tech because you know scuba is an acronym. Uh, no, actually, I didn't know that. Th- see, this is the type of stuff they teach you when you're scuba certified. Yeah. <laughs> Is, yes. Uh, scuba stands for self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Uh, that is that makes so much more sense i feel really dumb <laughs> that's great uh i mean yeah it's i mean what what else would it you know uh 
I, I, a fun word. I don't know. It, I don't it is think a fun word. It, I mean, I guess know. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not scuba certified. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's super secret, you know? Yes. Uh, you have to just go and pay money and pass some tests. Yeah. Uh, so Hall finds out about this because he claims that he knew a Navy commander who had served uh, in World War II. Mm. Uh, they both had an interest in old wrecks. Um, uh, th- this is the guy who makes the claim that the U-bolts were refueled, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, by tankers, uh, out of Texas. The Germans knew the Gulf of Mexico very well, but, uh, basically what happened specifically to this U-boat, uh, according to Hall, is that on Halloween in 1942, this U-boat, which ran on uh, diesel engines that um, would basically power up batteries so that it could um, cruise silently on an electric motor, it uh, went silent and went into sort of do this mission of laying mines uh, in Tampa Bay. Uh, it gets uh, spotted by a Navy uh, observation blimp and uh, destroyer escort Nunser uh, is uh, basically tapped to go and take care of this U-boat. There's a, a bit of a battle with depth charges, uh, and uh, the U-boat is damaged. Um, but the crew, it, it doesn't start to fill with water. Instead, uh, some uh, like noxious gases like start to come out. Uh, all of the all of the crew, except like uh, two officers. Uh, die from the gases like everyone just slumps over in their chairs uh, and the two officers uh, basically get into like an emergency escape pod type thing and make it to the surface in a raft where they're picked up by the Navy. Um, And this would have been in the submarine. Yes, they somehow got out of the submarine. That is not possible. Yes. But Uh, continue. Yes. So supposedly this was a because this was such a dangerous mission, there's all sorts of speculation. Like normally this type of submarine would have 48 men on it. This one was only manned with 24. Maybe this was like a suicide mission of like, you know, uh, a bunch of disgraced German uh, Navy guys, you know, like this was this was a purposefully dangerous uh, mission. Um. There's uh, all sorts of uh, uh, just sort of rumors that swirl around, like what is going on with this uh, sub? Like, is it is it rigged with explosives? If anyone tries to get on it uh, or anything, like what? Yeah. The and conveniently, the two <laughs> Germans that uh, are are the only supposedly the only two survivors of this are picked up and uh, they just sort of lose track of them. No one knows what happens to them. Some people say they died. Uh, others, they just sort of disappeared. Wow. It seems awfully convenient, but... Awfully convenient to this story. Um, but what Hall says is that he went, he was able to locate the ship, go down on it, um, and while is he is inside, finds the preserved air pocket... Uh, and is able to walk inside among all of the dead corpses of these uh, of these German uh, sub. Uh, do you still call them sailors? Uh, yeah. I mean, 
I don't know if there's like a Nazi sub, term sub, for it. Sub or do you mean just? Do you mean like if you're just what you are in a submarine? If, if yeah, yeah. I believe you're yeah. a sailor. Yeah, because yeah. you're you're in the navy, so you're still a sailor. I'm like ninety percent sure. I should know this. I know people okay. who work on submarines. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know pretty why sure I'm, you're a I'm, sailor because it's a boat. It's just yeah, underwater. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> yeah, but I I would never think like. I guess they they are soldiers, but it's it's weird thinking like soldiers on a submarine. I don't know. Uh, there's so he claims that he went on the wreck and you know was like walking around at like all of these like uh preserved, but like like all of them had been like turned to leather from the like gases that had leaked out. Oh of my the god, that is yeah. Yeah, eerie, eerie. Yeah, you know, so so you know, he's essentially like walking around in like a spacesuit inside right. the submarine. I would like um, to just to just uh, do this now because I just looked it up and I was curious. Uh, I believe submariner is potentially an option sub-mariner. to define a sailor on a submarine. Possibly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, sub- I will. I will submariners. believe that. I will yeah. believe that. Um, that's Cambridge. So I don't know. Okay. All right. Um, I know that's also a type of watch. It is. Some... When I looked it up, that's what came <laughs> up. And I was like, that can't be right. Anyway, I'm sorry to to interrupt. Yes. Um, so this this is Hall's story, uh, and you know, the uh essentially that there's something uh he he is just very adamant that mm-hmm. uh that the sub is there and that inside are the preserved bodies of the submar- submariners. Yeah, and they're all turned to leather. Yes. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, okay. I mean, is, isn't it? I mean, I, I feel like if you're if you're a Nazi, it's pretty easy to just turn the rest of you into, you know, shiny leather, right? I mean, yeah. I, I did like the boots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Um, uh-huh. Okay. So let's do a little follow-up. Okay. It, it, so there's no evidence of this at all in this area. Right, unless like, you, unless, unless we you believe count, this, like outside you, of this source, <laughs> outside of these sources, yeah, there's, uh, there's no official uh, uh-huh. evidence of this, other than just sort of Florida tabloids from the seventies and uh, the, and the stories of a of a handful of uh, salvage marine salvage guys. Okay, right. So it's still in question, of course. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just so, it's so, I mean, it's so interesting for a few reasons, because again, it's one of these things like we always talk about where it's like, some of this is based on slight truths, right? Although right. escaping from a submarine through a secret hatch that also has a pod to allow you to, I don't think that's like a thing, because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure these are, like even with U-boats in general, I watched Dust Boop, yeah. I read Dust Boop, I know a weird mm-hmm. amount about it. Um, They're like kind of dangerous. Like it's, yeah. it's in, they're not built that well, because uh, this is all very new. I mean, submarines right, have been yeah. around for a bit, but this was like, I know even World War II was like the rapid development of technology where you go from biplane to then, you know, the, the dual wings and such, just like having a regular plane like we see now with the propellers. But yeah. it's like, they're not that great. Like it's technology's not that far in advance where things are amazing. I mean, it's still the military. You're still mass producing stuff. So things go wrong. And I believe in, yeah. even in the U-boats, it's like a real tight fit. Oh, so yeah. that's already my problem of like, mm, I don't know about this one. Um, the second thing is more of just like mm-hmm. the, I was there and I walked in the air pocket. And it's yes. like, okay, well that's a great story, but did you take a picture? Like I don't know. Like how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to know? 
Yeah. And may, I don't know. I mean, it's... he he's claiming that it's not that it's not that deep underwater. It's it's like uh, he says twenty five to fifty feet, which is confusing. That's that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. I mean, maybe if it's like on a slope or something. Maybe, but it's weird that you'd measure it that way. Yeah, uh, but okay. You're, you're the sub, you're the you're the submariner here. You are the, the scuba I, yeah, expert. The, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know you'd you'd want to pop your ears before you go down there. You know, uh, mm-hmm. or or as you're going down, you'd want to yeah, you'd no want to check check your check check your nitrogen levels right. in your blood. Um. Yeah, I mean this is this is a very big story, and Hall is uh you know um. You know, Hall recounts this whole story that he heard, you know, secondhand about like even just like what the what the uh, what what the whole drama on board was the scramble of all of these like really green uh, sailors like being like, oh, my God, this is not a drill. There's a U-boat. Uh, oh, my God, what do we do? How do we do this? You know, this is supposedly very early in the war. Forty two. Uh, uh, yeah. it, it's uh, it's it's a really big story, and um, there's a couple of things that uh, Miller puts together as to like why something like this would be uh, you know, so uh, played down uh, in, in the government. Um, he claims that in the '70s that right. they don't want people poking around the dive site, that Vietnam is going on, that they just really don't want to. Uh, shift people's focus to this like that's that's his narrative for the 70s uh in the 40s you know there's there's all sorts of things where you know some of these treasure hunter guys are like oh there's nazi gold on board there and it's like what from what, what? From, from from texas from <laughs> yes didn't you know the texas base um that's so bizarre i mean like yeah but but the the other thing to, just to sort of close up is yeah for sure he he keeps hinting that there's something else there that it's not necessarily the U boat it's what's around it that they don't want people investigating now this could be anything from uh the the deep dark secrets of the the goings on in the Tampa Triangle dead zone uh mm. all the way to one conspiracy that he puts forward that because these were uh, green sailors, inexperienced sailors, uh, that the government, that the, the, the Navy blimp spotted one of our own and that the uh, Nunzer accidentally sunk an American submarine and that those were American sailors that went down, submariners. Uh, and that the yeah. government did not want to acknowledge that we had uh, that early in the war sunk one of our own. Um, I mean, that's I not horribly unlikely, but I'm yeah, not going to put it forward because it's insane. But I feel like other bigger, worse stuff has since been declassified. I don't True. know why you would hold on yeah. to this one secret this is what's gonna take them down zan this is it this is the navy's biggest mistake ever yeah i'm joking obviously but yeah yeah, it's it's, uh, obviously yeah it's it's well like like we know about like um i think there was like a a japanese prisoner ship that the u.s 
sunk by accident or something. They, they, they saw a Japanese uh, freighter or something and sunk it. And it turns out it had like hundreds of allied prisoners on board. Oh, you know? Jesus. Yeah. I didn't also, know that one. Yeah. Also, weirdly, uh, the, the, the famous uh, the famous uh, fossil pecking man was on board or Peking man. <laughs> That's kind uh, of bizarre. Yeah. So that also went down with the ship. Um, but, hmm. uh, like we know about that. I mean, right. But we don't, this one's a secret, but he knows, he knows it. So, y- yeah. Which is so, always the weird thing about conspiracies. Yeah. It would be a weird thing to cover up considering like, you know, that yeah. on, you know, and maybe I'm, I'm being too lenient here, but I do feel like, you know, once a certain statute of limitations has gone by, they do declassify things. They do. They do. And also, it's like, usually if, if the military wants to hide something, they tend to just bury it in paperwork. Like, yeah. literally, it's what happened with Vietnam. They just bury everything, and then it's like, okay, it's there, but you gotta go find it. Like, it's very... Yeah. I mean, stuff I'm sure happens, and it's like everywhere, mm-hmm. but it's 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 always a red flag to me when somebody's like, telling you that they know, yes. but it's actually a secret, but they found out because of their great sleuth skills. And it's like, then how come you're alive? Right. Like if this is the world we live in, how are you still yeah. like how are you making money off of this? Like I would I'm not like, you know, suggesting anything here, but like mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. It's a little suspicious. Yeah. And I mean, this is again just one of those things that sort of lives in the uh the the imagination of like old timers in in Tampa Bay, I guess. Just the right, sort of you gotta legend the time. Of, of the yes. Well, there, yeah, you know, there's a lot of waiting around with boating and, uh, and diving. Sure. Sailors you always know. have strange tales. That tends to be. Yeah. Well, like a lot of diving is just sitting on the deck waiting for your tanks to fill up, you know? <laughs> there's a lot you can say in that amount of time from yeah, what's the weather and, and, like to did you find the U boat? Yeah. So this is one of those things that it, it is just sort of this, this local legend that. Gotcha. And, and maybe it's like one of those things where just like, Florida just really wants to to figure into uh <laughs> bigger picture it, yeah into into the drama of World War II um they're getting close but, to it that's for sure yeah i guess it's um uh it's a fun story it definitely feels like a tom clancy yeah type type thing of like a german u-boat full of sunken treasure off the coast of florida you know this is a, this is a really good boat dad uh you know uh yeah t- tim tim dorsey uh carl hyacin like, book i could see it as like a movie like yeah. we've run out of ideas so this is now our plot but it's like a b movie kind of thing it's not very Flo- like good but i mean come on joe how haven't you been waiting for florida man versus the nazis like <laughs> you're not wrong like, yeah this is that look look this is where florida's chaotic energy could be channeled yeah and and you know i think you're we, right we, we rise to the occasion to the greater good you know yeah maybe like, i mean maybe is that the redemption arc florida needs i guess so i mean i would i would love to see that that movie of like uh you know a bunch of uh a bunch of guys with, uh, you know, Oakley's sunburns <laughs> over their faces, you know, uh, okay. just, uh, you know, rev- 
like 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 Dunkirk, but in Florida. yeah it's just they play jimmy buffett when they come to rescue oh yeah yeah no it's like like okay you know how i think i've talked about this before (laughs) i resent i resent how emotional i get in during the movie dunkirk like that that it works on me it's like, a good scene. It's Is like it the boat scene like, when they all come yeah, to the, the rescue. Yeah, the boat scene. The it's boat scenes. Scene. All those guys. All those. All those guys just come and, and rescue all their boys. You I know? love it. Like, like, and it is powerful. It is. It was a powerful moment. You think? I about mean, it. I would. I would be annoyed. How now? I would be annoyed at how many boats have Trump flags. But yeah, if you could could rewind the clock a little bit when we had a little more plausible deniability uh, as to what your average Florida boater believed, you know, and (laughs) they were all just they they were all just flying like flags with parrots on them and stuff. Yeah, it was. And uh, Buccaneers football flags and uh, simpler time. Like, like, yeah, no, like I want I want a movie about like a bunch of guys wearing, uh, you know, those those kind of stupid like, uh, (laughs) um, oh, God, what are they called? Like those like sun shirts that those like long sleeve. uh, Oh, yes. I know you're talking. Yeah. Like the things like a bunch of those guys wearing Oakley's and baseball hats and like those gator things like, you know. Just going out there, giving it to the Nazis, you know. And you just hear like Steely Dam playing as they. Move oh yeah, in. no, no, you're gonna you're gonna hear some Jimmy Buffett. You're gonna hear some. Oh, yeah. uh, you're gonna hear some Gordon Lightfoot. Uh, oh yes, you know some Absolutely. Tom Petty. You know, like I wanna I wanna watch like you know I, I wanna watch Nazis get beat up while American Girl plays in the background. You know. Yeah. Like that. Like that, get, movie. that 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 gets my blood going red, white, and blue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, see it. Yeah. And then and then nice. they all and then and then everyone just eats grouper afterwards. We have some right. black and we we have some black and grouper and and smoke mullet and There you go. You know it's what? Flor- Florida saves the day. Everyone laughs at us. Everyone everyone laughs at us. They'll come in vacation here and then they and then they uh they mock us and then Florida saves the day. Yeah. I mean, that's the redemption arc it needs. I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. It's got a. There's a lot there right now, but maybe mm-hmm. that's the that time has to happen. I don't know. Yeah, may- maybe, they, maybe they 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 meet up with the flotilla out of Miami led by Pitbull. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god! Did I tell you I started? I, well, I probably didn't tell you, this, but I started watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure again to finish up Stone mm. Ocean, and all uh-huh. of the last part on Netflix uh, takes place in Florida specifically oh. in a prison for most of it but then oh. they end up in like orlando and now the end is going to take place in cape canaveral because that's where oh. they will reach heaven and it's prison bizarre. orlando and cape canaveral interesting a lot, lot of a lot of gators a lot of guns it's kind of amazing watching mm-hmm. arakai like yeah. craft the world that is the united states because his other arc was in <laughs> italy and i felt very much at home but it's just he's a he is an obsessed man. He's amazing. But yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, I always think of you when I'm watching that because I'm just like, man, this place is bizarre. Quite yeah. indeed. Yeah. And then you got GTA 6 to look forward to. That's going to be in Florida. So going to bring right, some tourism. Right, right. I don't see even the t- play video games and I keep no. hearing about that. You should watch the trailer. I'm sure you, you'd probably recognize a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that is the story, more Excellent. or less, of uh, U one six six, the the mystery, the mystery of the sunken Nazi U boat off the coast of Tampa Bay. Mm. Well, thank I you w- very much for this. 
Mm -hmm. Again, this is another one of those tours where we might know less than when we started, but it was (laughs) fun to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, this is one of those, like, don't dig too deep into this. But um, yeah, yeah, no, don't ruin the story by reading anything from anyone else. Right. No, it's it's interesting. I think, again, it's it's a good examination into like how folk legends can get started, but it's very hard to do so in this time and age. And then it either gets wrapped up in weird Nazi conspiracies, which is super common. But then also just like, again, the abandonment of truth and facts for the favor of spectacle. So, and I think that's something to always be yeah. mindful yeah, of because the world is Joe. not. All whatever. right. Well, you know, you taught me this. That's the funny <laughs> part. <laughs> uh, no, it's it was. It's, thank you very much for bringing this. This was fun. It definitely a yeah. nice like quote. Again, it's a rela- relaxed episode. We're taking kind of easy. Both of us had some stuff going on, but we're excited to get into some more topics. We'll bring some science back into things. Some interesting historical. Hopefully, mm-hmm. tour ideas and some other stuff. Yeah, we got we got plans. We got plans for y'all. Oh yeah, so it's oh, gonna yeah. be exciting. But um, we always got to sprinkle in a little weird, uh, you know, story. St- what, what do we call these? These these uh, bizarre tales from the uh, Florida Triangle Dead Zone or the Tampa yeah. Bay Triangle we, Dead Zone. Excuse we, me. I feel like we are, and maybe it's just the the bias of of living here and uh, my book collection. But we really need to get some. We need to balance this out a little bit more. We need, we need weird local cryptids yeah. and conspiracies from other states. I you know? know we do, we do. We're I think our next few we're going to start branching out a little bit, but we're definitely oh, are yeah. due for some cryptid episodes as we always like oh, to yeah. do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I guess that brings us to uh, stick it or ticket. Yes, it does. Oh man! Mm-hmm. All right. I actually do have some, and I'm quite excited. Nice. Uh, I don't know if they're going to top some of the other ones I've had, but. <laughs> I think the one of them is kind of relevant to what we talked about today. Uh, all right. So first one's kind of standard. It said, mm-hmm. love your mother. And there was a globe next to it. Oh. Like the earth. And it's like, okay, oh. peaceful. <laughs> yeah. The other one that was confused. Now, some of these confused me. So that mm-hmm. one was more practical. I have to use that to balance yeah, it out. Yeah. This, this one was, it said, time flies. But in between time and flies was Bigfoot with a slash through it. Wait, what? Yes, I. The word Bigfoot. No, no, no. It was it was the words "time flies." Yeah. But in between time and flies, there was a symbol of Bigfoot. Okay. And then in like, so Bigfoot's I guess foot was in between, and there was a slash going through. So like anti Bigfoot. It's very confusing. What? Um. Yeah. Anti Bigfoot. Time flies. Time. I don't understand. Wait, did did Bigfoot get me tooed? Is this maybe is this like canceled. is this like times up? But for maybe Bigfoot? it might be. I'm not sure. I, I I've been holding on to that because I was like, what do you make of this? Uh, the other one I saw recently was a uh, disco turkey. Don't know what that is, <laughs> but it's kind of amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Could that. be something disco horrible. I, have no, I know disco turkey. Oh man, uh, gosh. Um, mm-hmm. so that one was fun. And then I had uh, this one's probably like enters one of the like right wing thinking, but I don't care. Uh, it said, think it's not illegal yet. And, but here's my, this is why I bring it up. That could go either way. It could go either way. It could go either. This is somebody who's clearly like the thought police are going to come after us. Yeah. Or is it somebody that's promoting some sort of future crime? Like think what you're thinking is not illegal yet. Like think you can go buy yourself a tub of ice cream. It's not illegal yet. 
You know, that's that's it, an right? interesting dimension that I hadn't even thought about. You know, you know who doesn't care? The person selling the sticker. <laughs> no, no. I don't even think they thought about that. But that's that's what we like to do here at Stick It or Ticket. You know, we want to question I some like of these it. and, and analyze I like it. it. I like it. <laughs> no, Thank especially you. that interpretation of it, which has what I'm gonna choose to believe. Yeah. Um I saw one that was um, reminiscent of our our longstanding inside joke about uh, salt life stickers. I saw one uh, that was horse life. Oh, it's <laughs> um, another which, one. It can mean so many things. Yeah. I don't know why. I just find like I know they don't care, but I find something so absurdly hilarious about those <laughs> about those stickers. Like a salt life, horse life, like any of those. Yeah, salt salt yeah. life, horse life. You know. I like to think Vikings had salt life stickers on their on their boats. Oh, they most certainly did. <laughs> That's my anachronism. Another one I saw was uh, a uh, choose life uh, um, a va- uh, vanity plate that uh, said cuddles, which was extra weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Was um, that like a is that like a train spotting quote or is that like are they pro life? <laughs> They're pro life. Ah. Is it bad that that's what I would have thought of was the Mark uh, Trace about <laughs> choose life? Choose, have you ever seen this movie? I I'm aware of it. Okay, it's uh, a famous think, like I think quote I've seen, in there. I think I've seen clips of it, but I've never. Great actually movie, you should watch it. it. It's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's it's they're Scottish, right? Very Scottish. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Awen. Is it Awen McGregor? It might be Awen McGregor. Yeah. You like and McGregor. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. It's well, you, he, hear, you heard it here f- first, folks. Um, yeah, he played Obi Wan, uh, right? In the prequel, yeah, yeah, yeah Obi Wan, uh, and uh, he's the guy in um, uh, Moulin Rouge, yes, yep, yes, that's him, he's in it. Wow, cool, yeah, uh, uh anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, that there was another one, but it is it has slipped out of my mind. I was very, I was very interested in it. Oh. Um, this isn't the one I was thinking of, but I did, uh, I was behind someone the other day at a red light that said, uh, that whose sticker said, if you honk at me, I will kill myself. (laughs) That's so awful. I love it so much. Oh my God. God, if that, if that isn't a mood, I don't know what it is. I know. I know. God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm a, I (laughs) I am a soy boy in my Subaru that just I get honked at by huge trucks all the time. Oh you know? god, I hate it. And it's so the much. long honk too, where they hold oh, down on the no. horn. And it's like I'm letting someone in. Calm Yeah, I, I've gotten I've gotten honked at because I couldn't move. Like there's right, four cars yeah. in front of me. This guy can clearly yeah. see over my Civic and is beeping yeah. for me to go and is mad. And I'm like, where yeah. do you want me to go, sir? I, I can't move. Anyways, yeah. drivers be crazy. Yeah, I feel like you know I I drive a Subaru, but I feel like I need like something to like stop like people in Tacomas and F one fifties from honking at me. Like I need a sticker that says <laughs> I drink whole milk. Like mm. maybe maybe that'll confuse them long enough that maybe that I can get away. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Uh, anyways, uh, well, great, great stick it or ticket. Um, fantastic. Let's move on to uncanny recommendations. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't mean, I don't have, uh, 
too, too much to recommend. Uh, I have been, I guess, to start, I've been listening to the new series of The Adventure Zone, the new season of The Adventure Zone by the McElroy mm. Brothers, which is uh, The Adventure Zone versus Dracula, which has been <laughs> very great. I'm waiting yeah. for Justin and griffin to make dracula voices together right now it's just griffin oh yeah uh, so well it's well bad. i mean you know uh justin famously has the count donut character well yeah exactly and griffin's on the adventure zone was always the dracula for his like the one-off stuff so now e- everybody's been like petitioning for that to happen where it's count donut and then dracula so we'll see nice, might nice. happen but it, they're having a good time and it's very i'm also having a good time listening uh, so that's been very good 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 uh oh you know what i've been listening we've talked about this and this has been recommended but i'm recommending it again uh mm. the album by wilco yankee hotel foxtrot oh yes, which it's yes. such a good i mean it's it's older it's such a good album mm-hmm. but like i was listening to that for like a solid like week just on yeah. my drives and stuff and man does it mm-hmm. still hold up oh yeah um but yeah i don't really have too much i would say like those things have been heavy primarily- metal drummer I love that song, dude. So yes. good, so catchy. Yes. But also, well, because like Jesus, etc., was like something I always listened to mm-hmm. all the time. And then like, yeah. I actually started listening through just like the whole album. Yeah, heavy yeah. metal drummer is it is the song I hope to write eventually. But it's not mm-hmm. only catchy; it sounds good. Oh yeah, oh very yeah. good, very good album. Um, I on my third attempt, I finally finished the movie The Fall, which I do recommend. It is very good, very surreal, beautifully beautifully shot um would highly recommend uh and especially like uh if you uh uh just want to see sort of a different uh you know just a, a very different sort of sty- stylistic movie from the uh from a little while ago just uh it, it's really great to see something that th- that's that beautifully shot uh at a time when you know we were really just getting a lot of really great uh film technology and you know, there was a little bit of a look back at, at older cinema as well. So I, I do recommend the fall. Um, and it, it, that's the, that's not uh, the movie's fault that it took me three times to get through it. It's that Allison was watching it. I was kind of watching it and then it was late. So I went to bed. Then the other night she was like, want to watch it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And huh. then we got to about the same point And then I fell asleep because uh, oh, it was duh. late. And then so the next day I was like, let's not start it over. Let's start from the point that I fell asleep. And then we finished it. And yeah, great movie. Gotcha. Um, and then I uh, discovered uh, while this is uh, again, I have a mustache. I I'm the worst person, you know, but I was <laughs> at a sake bar uh, and uh, they were playing vinyl and I heard Smooth Big Cat by Dope Lemon. Uh, and I highly, oh. highly recommend that album. Uh, very, very good jams on there. Mm, very nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's uh, yes. Uh, you know one thing about having a mustache. Okay. Is that everyone tells you that you look like someone else, and all they do is just show you a picture of another guy with a mustache. <laughs> they go, who? You, you know who you look like? Hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. I know it's here. <laughs> just any guy with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> it's such, oh, you know what? Gosh. I see, I see why people use mustaches as disguises. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're proving the point that it does actually work. It changes your face. It does change the look. I yeah. am not confident enough to do it, and I don't think it compliments my face, but maybe one day. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. The problem is I can't grow a thick mustache, and I really want like a, like a, 
thick mustache, you know, like something actually like, I don't know, that holds the facial hair there. So mm-hmm. instead I've got like disconnected facial hair. It's more like the John the, the John Snow look, if you will. Ah, so okay. That's that's where we're at. But uh mm-hmm. I think I've attempted once when I had my beard longer and then oh, I could yeah. like I could like curl the tips of the mustache, but it was just mm. not a not a look for me. Right. I'm 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 figuring it out, you know. Yeah. It's like my, my mustache band pictures, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. My mustache is very blonde. Uh, you know, but I I think it looks like it's there it doesn't look like i just have a dirty upper lip no no it looks good it looks good anyways um what is going on outside the museum that you have to promote joe i don't have too much at the moment but we'll hopefully have some news about some stuff soon and you know Mm -hmm. just mostly sharing work sending stuff out there hopefully it'll be some exhibitions too i have some stuff upcoming but that's a while from now so i don't want to get it lost in your unless you're somebody who needs to plan things a year in advance but i don't even recommend doing that uh not for this (laughs) not for this not for something so casual as an art exhibition um but yeah so you know just making music making art navigating the craziness of the world how about you zan what do you got going on oh what do i have going on um well I have uh, a couple of things to announce. March 2nd, uh, my girlfriend and I are going to be at the Uptown Funk Market uh, in uh, St. Pete. Uh, Go ahead and look them up on uh, Instagram for all that information. But we are going to be outside of uh, Retrospect Furniture on uh, 16th. Um, and that should be really fun. We're going to be debuting a lot of new products, uh, trying out some new, uh, things for that market. Um, sweet. It, uh, already passed. I think by the time people are hearing this, but, um, uh, thank you to Massey law for, uh, having my work at their show, uh, be the wave, um, March on the 30th, uh, I'm going to be playing at the lighthouse in St. Pete, uh, as well as playing at uh, Janice Landing on the 26th. Uh, the band I am in, the Fonzies, is going to be opening for Faye Webster, which is incredibly oh, exciting. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, that is what we have to say for certain. I'm sure there's other things, but um, March is going to be very busy for me. Very, very busy. Right, well, that's good. Very exciting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you again for joining us today at the Uncanny County Museum. Uh, if you want to find the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny County Museum uh, on Instagram. You can email us uh, at uh, Museum at gmail.com. If you want to find me after hours, I'm at Xanosaurus on Instagram. And I'm at Josemino Art on Instagram. And from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Zan Peters. And I've been Josemino. Bye. Oh,